what we are going to uh, do today is uh, we're going to uh, continue on with the seven mysteries of the Bible. And uh, we're going to look at mystery number three, which is Christ and the church. Christ and the church. So let's go to Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5, and uh, we'll read verses 22 to 33. Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22 to 33. Starting in verse 22, the King James Bible says this, Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands, as unto the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. Verse 26. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own bodies. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man ever yet hated his own flesh, but nourished it and cherished it, even as the Lord the church. For we are uh, members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Verse 33. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife, even as himself. And the wife see that she reverence her husband. So notice verse 32 there. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. So this is saying that a person who is saved... You know, those born again, you know, uh, put their faith and trust in Christ and His death, burial, and resurrection. They're in Christ's body. Ephesians 5, verses 30 and 31 says that we are members of His body, of His flesh, and of His bones. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and shall be joined to his wife, and they too shall be one flesh so the church is part of Jesus Christ just as Eve was part of Adam amen the church is nearer to Christ than his own brethren Look at John chapter 1. 
John chapter 1, verses 11 and 12. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. That's the Jews. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. So, I ask you, how can you explain Christ being up in the third heaven and us being down here on this earth, but yet Christ is part of us and we are part of Christ? It cannot be explained. That's why it is a mystery. So, with a man's wife being his bride, and they are one flesh, and with this being a type and picture of Christ's relationship with the church, the church then is Christ's bride. Look at 2 Corinthians 11. Second Corinthians chapter 11 verses 1 and 2. Would to God ye could bear with me a little in my folly and indeed bear with me. For I am jealous over you with godly jealousy. For I have espoused you to one husband, that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. But you say, no. Now there is no marriage yet between Christ and the church. But let's see what 1 Corinthians 6.17 says. 1 Corinthians 6.17 But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Amen? So, Spiritually, the marriage has already taken place. But as far as the body goes, not yet. Why? Because for me, my body is still on, on this earth and Christ is in the third heaven. But, you know, some say that, you know, we're already part of Christ's body. You know, so there is no marriage. But, but how can you explain? How can you explain Christ being up in the third heaven, you know, 
us here on this earth, our bodies, you know, on this earth, but we are part of Christ and Christ is part of us, it just cannot be explained. But we have to keep in mind that we are to walk by faith and not by sight. We are to believe by faith. You know, God's word is true from cover to cover. Amen? You know, you just cannot pick and choose from the Bible what you want to believe and what you want to throw out. The Bible is not trail mix, my friends. You believe all of it, or you believe none of it. Let's look at Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2 and verses 1 to 7. Well, let's go to uh, 10. Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 to ten. And you hath he quickened. Quickened means made alive. You know, when um, or before a person is, is saved, you know, they have a dead spirit. You see, just as God is a trinity, you know, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Man also is a trinity, body, soul, and spirit. But the problem is that with an unsaved person, they are born in the image of Adam with a dead spirit. So, they're only two-thirds man. They are not complete. So, when a person gets saved, the Holy Spirit comes inside of them and quickens that spirit. Makes that spirit come alive again. Amen? And you had the quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, where in time past ye walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation. Conversation is lifestyle. It's not talking. Among whom also we all had our conversation in time past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Verse 4, But God who is rich in mercy 
for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Verse 8, For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And then verse 10, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. So, Verses 5 and 6 say that God had quickened us, made us alive. Our dead spirit was made alive. And God raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Made. Made is past tense. It's already happened. So what that means is that when God quickened your spirit and mine, He made our spirits to sit in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Your body and my body is here on this earth but our spirits is with the Lord. How do you explain it? You can't, but that's what the Bible says. Now notice in verse 6, in Christ Jesus, Look at uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if, if is a condition, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now, I did a, a word search, or a phrase uh, search, on in Christ. It showed up 77 times. That is 11 times 7. And 7 in the Bible is the number of perfection or completion. Amen. So now, before a person is saved, they have that dead spirit. They're two-thirds man. All right? They are incomplete. But a person 
get saved, they put their faith and trust in Christ and His death, burial, and resurrection. The Holy Spirit quickens that dead spirit. And now they are complete in Christ. Colossians 2, verses 8 to 10. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Right, a lot of traditions of men in the church today. Verse 9. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Verse 10. Pay attention to this. And you are complete in him which is the head of all principality and power. So, how does one become in Christ? This is how. See yourself as a sinner Romans 3.23 Realize that you are under the judgment and condemnation of God on your way to hell without Christ. John chapter 3 verses 16 to 18 Realize that you cannot save yourself. Isaiah 64.6 Titus 3.5 Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9. Realize that only Christ can save. John 14, verse 6. Realize that salvation is by grace through faith. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. And Ephesians 2, verse 5. And you believe... The gospel, the gospel of your salvation, found in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 to 4. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1, and, uh, and I will show you the uh, transaction for salvation. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 12 and 13. That we should be to the praise of His glory who first trusted in Christ. Verse 13, whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and whom also after that ye believed, ye were sealed with that Holy Spirit. Of promise so you hear the word of truth the gospel of your salvation you believe it you trust it and you're sealed into the day of redemption amen there is nothing or no one that can take your salvation away from you and as I said the gospel of your salvation is found in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 1 to 4. Let's read that. 1 Corinthians 15, 
verses 1 to 4. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received, and wherein ye stand, but which also ye are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins. Now, is that according to me? Is that according to you? Is that according to any pastor, any preacher, anybody? No. If we continue on, the Bible says, according to the scriptures. And that he was buried and he rose again the third day, according to the scriptures. So the gospel that we preach today, the gospel that saves today in this dispensation, in this church age, is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Nothing else saves. Nothing. It's about what Christ did, not what we do. Amen? So, who is the head of this church? Christ is the head. The head is not a pastor, preacher, or anyone. When it comes to families, the husband, dad, is the head of his home. Not a pastor. The husband, dad, is the one that makes the decisions for his family. Not a pastor or preacher. You know, I, um, I remember one time, um, me and my family, uh, we went to, uh, went to a church uh, in a city uh, not far from here. You know, and um, the at the beginning, the uh, the pastor he got up in the pulpit and uh, and he said, "Okay, kids, you are dismissed to uh, kids Sunday school." You know, and um, our kids stayed with us. Because I wanted them in the service. You know, not in uh, kids' Sunday school. But as the kids were leaving to go to kids' Sunday school, the pastor stepped down from the pulpit and he come over to us and he sat down by us and he looked at our kids and he said, now you obey and you go to Sunday school. Go to kids Sunday school. But they are to obey their parents. 
So I will go ahead and uh, and I will stop right there. Uh, so that is uh, mystery number three: Christ and the Church. Right, a marriage between man and a woman is a type and picture of Christ's relationship with the church. Amen. All right. Thank you so very much. Until next time, God bless you.